Hi, my name is Jessica. I'm obsessed with costume drama. So is my mom, Gloria. Hello. And my sister, Sarah. Yep, me too. We live worlds apart, which is really hard. But one way for us to stay connected is through what we're watching. Pride and Prejudice with a glass of wine and some chocolate. Nice, Mom. Every season of Downton Abbey. Those costumes. Well, anything period drama. We'll be watching the latest shows and talking through the good, the bad, and the ugly of our favorite genre. And we want you to join us, too. From our couch to yours, we are the Lady Foxes. Join us now for Belgravia, Season 1, Episode 3. We're recording. It's happening. Hi. This was a fun one. I think I liked this episode the best so far. Yeah. There was so much in it. We start episode three as Oliver and Susan are returning home from Lady Brockenhurst's at-home late evening party. He's complaining nonstop about the attention that's being put on Charles Pope. And then he also admonishes Susan for flirting with John. It was fun. You can hardly complain about the other guests. The evening was damnable, and you made it more so staring into the eyes of that scented degenerate. You also learn that Susan's lady's maid, Fear, is clued into what's going on here and is maybe going to help Susan in her interest in John. Stephen, who is Lord Brockenhurst's brother, goes to see him with bruises and cuts on his face. Immediately, Lord Brockenhurst knows that his brother has come to ask for money. How much bother? A thousand pounds worth of bother. Thousand pounds? I won't give it to you. Is that clear enough? Not this time. Do we know how much a thousand pounds is in that day? Is that a huge fortune? Is that pocket money? Seems to me like it must be a lot. We'll put in the show notes how much it actually is in today's currency. Charles Pope bumps into Lady Mariah. And she, of course, starts talking about cotton again. And in the midst of their conversation, he learns that she's engaged. Not to mention the fact that it's pretty obvious, too, that Lady Mariah Gray and Charles Pope like each other. Oh my God, so into each other. You say Lady Brockenhurst may pay you another visit, why shouldn't I come with her and see it for myself? You know her well, then? I'm engaged to her nephew. Ah. Charles Pope goes to see Mr. Trenchard to let him know that Lady Brockenhurst has given him lots of money and that he doesn't need Mr. Trenchard's money anymore. You also learn that Mr. Trenchard has finally been given admittance to the Athenaeum Club, which is a, a very exclusive men's club. He immediately starts talking about business and does all of these socially inappropriate things and it's great embarrassment. Excuse me. I'm very sorry, Mr. Trenchard, but business papers are not allowed in any part of the building. John and Susan now are having a full-on affair, and she's going after him, I think mostly because she likes the excitement, but then she also knows that John is set to be very wealthy. John, he wants dirt on the Trenchard, and he meets with the Trenchard's butler and offers to pay him for this information. Weren't you struck by the conversation in the servants' quarters? It's like a nest of vipers. None of them like the people they work for. I don't think that we've met one servant that likes their job or the people they work for. 
Not once. What do you think about Susan? First, I thought she was an airhead, but clearly not. I think she's becoming much more interesting. Susan also had a tender moment between her and Anne that was an unusual moment when she was talking about she's tried everything and they're not going to have kids. Anne wasn't brushing her off. They were talking about something real. Anne actually was paying attention to her and asked her a question. That was a nice moment. You could see that there actually might be some bond or growth of their relationship there. If I can make a prediction, and I know nothing, I didn't look ahead. Mm -hmm. I bet she becomes pregnant with her affair with John. I quite like Spear because she's witnessing all of this and thinking on her feet and pretty loyal to Susan. And she let drop that Susan's family is very wealthy. So in a way, Sarah, if that does happen, if she gets pregnant by John, John's quite lucky because we already know Charles Pope is there and is probably going to screw up his inheritance, but he might have a glimmer of hope with Susan because she comes with wealth. What do you guys think about Stephen as a character? You know, he's very pathetic, but he's kind of growing on me as I love the actor so good and his expression. You know, he's almost a parallel to Oliver in the Trenchard family. Every family has somebody who doesn't rise to the expectations, who's a disappointment to the father who can't carry the family legacy on and they flounder because they're stuck in their roles they can't go out and find where they belong i want to go back to spear because i also find her a really interesting character i listen to her accent and she sounds to me like maybe she's irish she's really looking out to improve her situation And she's hitching her star to Susan because she thinks Susan's clever. I was surprised at how unguarded Susan is with her lady's maid. I agree. I mean, in the park, when they're both looking at John, she tells Spear that she's going to let him seduce her, but drag it out a little bit. She didn't drag it out very long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wonder what she meant by that. They got a room as opposed to out in the open in the park? I mean, I can't really figure out how she could have made it happen any faster. Well, (laughs) speaking of the room, you know, his room was in this community called Eiselworth. Not only was it a place with orchards and gardens that Londoners went to because it was so close, but apparently a lot of the gentry built mansions there. It's so great how well-researched it all is. Lady Mariah Gray and Charles Pope were chatting. She said she was on her way to the library. You know, her mom was great friends with Thomas Carlyle. It turns out that Thomas Carlyle was so pissed off with the museum library in London that he petitioned for a new lending library. And that happened, and it was established in 1841, the year that this was. And did you know that that library has a robust collection of books on the cotton trade? (laughs) (laughs) I have a vocabulary quiz for you. What does the term plantagenets mean? Plantagenets. Do you oh, know, plantagenets. Jesse? The plantagenets, I think, were one of the first royal families in England. Because when Trenchard and his business the... partner were meeting, they used that term. I think they used it to imply that it's very old nobility. This show does borderline on hokey sometimes, and they had a running gag. It happened multiple times. I'm not sure if it's the editor's choice or the scriptwriter's, where they're about to say something, and a poor servant like behind the bed. I noticed that. You're totally right. I think they're trying to interject some humor. Before we go, with all these characters and all this plot, who are you rooting for? 
I want Susan to, to do something awesome. Really? Oh, that's so interesting. I want Anne to come out of this on her feet. And I just really want Lady Brockner to tell her husband. I'm like, please, God, this guy's <laughs> depressed. He could really use the news. <laughs> this has been so wonderful. I love watching this with you. And I love even more talking about it with both of you. Thank you. Join us next time for episode four of Belgravia. Until then, you can find us online. Ask a question, leave a comment on Instagram and Twitter at the Lady Foxes. Thank you.